And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Managing risk in a livestock operation is crucial as feed and input costs continue to rise. Dr. Steve Meyer with EverAg, former Partners for Production Agriculture, says record prices have impacted producers. We're in this position with near record corn prices and record soybean prices, for sure record soybean oil prices, uh, without having a real short crop anywhere in the world. The only kind of short crop we had was the Safrina corn crop in Brazil last year was not quite as good as it normally is. Meat demand is exceptionally strong right now in the United States. COVID did change the way consumers buy meat, especially pork. When they walk down through a meat case, when they actually look at the meat case and look at the prices of things in a meat case, they discover that pork is a great value. And I think that has kind of had some changes in behavior. So the demand side is not the problem. Export demand is pretty soft and probably going to stay that way, but domestic demand certainly looks strong. Meyer says pork producers should keep an eye on the futures market for opportunity. I always characterize the Lean Hog Futures contract as a buyer for all of your pigs in the future. It's sitting there offering you a price every day for pigs out into the future. And if that's a good price and one that you can live with and make a profit, uh, then you should you should think about doing that. Now, you don't want to leave too much money on the table. Everybody says that. More information on the pork industry can be found online at porkcheckoff.org. Theft, war damage, and more are complicating the Ukraine export crisis, further squeezing tight world grain supplies and fueling food inflation. The world grain stocks problem starts this year in Ukraine. USDA World Ag Outlook Board Chair Mark Jakodowski. Could some of those stocks be basically taken by Russia and shipped back to Russia and enter the world market through those means? Or, or how much of the Stocks that, you know, that we assume are um, remaining in country might have been damaged because of uh, because of the war itself. And even if stored or new grain can get out of the country by land, the volumes can't come close to shipments out of Ukraine's Black Sea ports that are blocked by Russia. Meantime, India has banned its wheat exports. Former USDA Chief Economist Joe Glauber, now at the International Food Research Policy Institute. With this ban, is that does that mean no stock or no exports, or does that mean some? And it certainly seems that India has been upfront saying they're going to honor any letters of credit. They're going to try to export to their neighbors like Bangladesh. Glauber says those dependent on Ukraine can get wheat and other supplies, but the cost has gone up as much as 40 percent. North Africa, Middle East, Central Asia, all of those are seeing higher prices for uh, wheat products. And, you know, it's not lost on people that that's where the Arab Spring was, the uh, food riots. And Glauber says no one knows how long the war will last. Media reports say Russia is already threatening to annex parts of southern Ukraine. Meantime, the U.S., EU, and U.N. are stepping up humanitarian aid to stave off a food crisis that could see millions go hungry or starve this fall. Agricultural credit conditions improved in the first quarter of 2022, and farm real estate values continued to increase alongside strength in the American farm economy. Following a year of accelerating increases, the value of non-irrigated cropland across much of the country has soared through March of this year. The sharp growth in land values persisted despite a slight increase in farm loan interest rates. 
Farm loan repayment rates continue to increase and credit conditions remain strong. The Kansas City Fed says the outlook for agricultural credit conditions remained optimistic alongside persistently strong commodity prices. However, many district lenders expect conditions to soften in the coming months alongside the pressure on profit margins from higher input costs and harsh drought conditions in large parts of rural America. Farm real estate markets also remain strong, but smaller profit margins or higher interest rates could limit gains in land value in the year ahead. India has a great deal of wheat sitting at ports because of a sudden ban on exports that prevented dealers from loading cargoes. Reuters says trade and government sources say that the Indian government is considering allowing traders to ship out some of that wheat. The Indian government banned wheat exports over a week ago because of a heat wave that hurt the country's wheat output. The sudden prohibition on shipping wheat left 1.8 million tons of grain at India's ports with nowhere to go. Last Tuesday, the government gave permission to ship grains awaiting customs clearance before they can get shipped out of the ports. However, traders are putting pressure on the government to further relax its restriction on grain shipments. A new Delhi-based grain dealer says, quote, piecemeal relaxations are not going to help and the government needs to resolve the issue in the next few days to avoid a chain of payment defaults, end quote. Experts say it's important to realize that modern farm technology is vulnerable to attacks by hackers, which could leave the supply chain exposed to further risk. The University of Cambridge issued a report noting that automatic crop sprayers, drones, and robotic harvesters are susceptible to an attack. BBC says both the United Kingdom's government and the FBI are warning that the cyber attack threat is growing. John Deere says it's working to fix any weak spots in its software. James Johnson, Deere's chief information security officer, says the company has been working with several ethical hackers to find vulnerabilities. CNH Industrial is also working to improve its security posture. Benjamin Turner, chief operating officer at a British company called Agrimetrics, says, quote, hacking into one tractor can upset a single farmer's profitability. Hacking into a fleet of tractors can suddenly give you the power to affect yields in whole areas of a country, end quote. And the latest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report from USDA predicts a record crop for soybeans this year. Mac Marshall, United Soybean Board and U.S. Soybean Export Council Vice President of Market Intelligence, says that while the record crop is good news for soybean farmers, other changes are even more exciting. I think what's really more exciting is some of the changes that we saw on the old crop balance sheet, where we actually had the export forecast taken up by 25 million bushels a day, which leads in turn to a reduction in projected carryout for the current marketing year. Naturally, that sets up the balance sheet for new crop as well. Marshall says there is strong demand for new crop soybeans. With all the crush expansion that we're seeing come underway and some of those new assets coming online, the USDA is projecting record crush of 2.255 billion bushels. It's over 61 million tons. Export forecast is also looking strong, about a 1.6 million metric ton increase relative to this year. So that's about 2.2 billion bushels. So for both the domestic and international side on demand and what that's shaping up to look like for the new crop marketing year, very exciting. The biggest determining factor this year, as usual, will be weather. Certainly many parts of the Midwest. Now, a lot of farmers have had very wet springs, delayed planting. We, of course, see the planting pace for both corn and beans well behind the five-year average. So weather is going to, of course, be playing a determining factor. The overall demand projections look good. It's just say the biggest determining factor is what's going to be coming out of the fields come fall, given the slow start to planting we've had now. Keep up with the latest news from the United Soybean Board at unitedsoybean.org and Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on RFD-TV. 
And that is going to do it for another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. If you have stories for the program, you can send them to me via email, Jesse Allen, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N, at AmericanAgNetwork.com. You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.